Welcome in to the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. How we doing? Good. Man, we're a couple weeks away from training camp. Mm-hmm. I think a couple weeks after that, we've got preseason, guys, and then season a couple months away. Yep. So it's coming up quick. Guys, really stay tuned as we're doing rankings this week and kind of moving forward. Um, we're going to have some mocks coming out as well, so pay attention for those because uh, draft season for fantasies pretty much almost here. Yeah. So... Um, we don't have a ton of news. Uh, we don't have a ton of uh, things to chat about, so we're going to go ahead and jump into rankings. But before we do that, James, where could they find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter and Facebook at TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcast, uh, the Fancy Monsters or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, again, guys, come check out our uh, a new site we just launched a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's called the FantasyMonsters.com. Uh, we've got an online store if you guys want to buy some merchandise uh, to support the podcast. We always appreciate it. And then uh, really, we'll eventually have some more stuff up there, which is going to be kind of cool. So just keep keep on the lookout for that. But uh, we finished off last week um, with a little bit of a discrepancy at 12. And now we're going to be doing our RB2s, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of go ahead and just jump in. But... Uh, yeah, this was hard. Yeah, it was difficult. There's and a lot of guys really, really close together. Yeah, and I think I'm going to get some flack. I'm just going to be honest. I think I might get some flack from some of our some of our people listening or watching on YouTube, but just you're going to have to get over it. So I like that. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to jump in with your 13? Yeah, and we hit him last. He was your number 12. It's Austin Eckler is my 13th guy. We won't hang on him too long. We'll just reiterate a couple things. Yep. He only played nine games where he actually played last year in uh, 2020, but his 16-game pace last year was very good. He would have had 206 rushing attempts, 942 yards, five total touchdowns, 115 targets, which is just golden, Mm -hmm. 96 receptions, 716 receiving yards. Would have put him at 302 total touches for 1,658 total yards last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Total points, that would have been fourth if he played the whole season but 15.1 points per game last year. That would have put him right around 11th. And weeks 12 through 17, when he came back, he was the RBA in that stretch. Yeah. He was very good. I mean, again, when you look at Austin Eckler, you're not drafting him to necessarily be um, just a running back. He's like a wide receiver at the running back position. I mean, yeah. it's all about those receptions. Those rushing attempts, though, last year, if those would have paced out, that would have been a significant bump, though, from previous years. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That's a good thing to keep yep. in mind. And also keep in mind with Austin Eckler, the Chargers didn't go out and draft anybody either. Like we Not kind of significant. We yeah. talked about Larry Roundtree a little bit, but it's just Joshua it's Kelly, not, Justin yeah. Jackson, which... Rumors, either one of them or both of them could be cut. cut. Yeah, Yeah, like. Yeah, Yeah, so we know one of them definitely will. But yeah, so he's the guy is basically what we're chatting about. And my 13 is who you ended your last week with, um, was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So we're not going to spend, again, a ton of time on him. But just to reiterate, he's good. I mean, we're in the Chiefs office, first off. Um, You know, just remember that if you drafted him where you probably did last year in that first round, maybe top five, you're pretty much pretty upset with oh, how yeah, he yeah. finished the I, season for sure. Yeah, and I would understand why you wouldn't want to touch him at and all. And so year. I think there's some guys that are kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm out. Yep. But if you really go back and just look at his season, he did have a really good season. He just didn't have a 1.5 season. No, yeah, <laughs> and the touchdowns were a big problem, kind of. Yes. It was like week one last year, he had like, I believe like five or six rushing attempts inside the red zone, like yep. on the goal line. Only converted for one of them for a touchdown. And the kind of the rest of the year, he really didn't see those opportunities again. Mm-hmm. So we're open on the touchdown efficiency to go up. The usage is going to be there. Weeks 1 through 12 last year, he was the RB11 yeah. at 12.5 points per game. So it kind of gets muddled. He got injured. It was a disappointing year, but he saw the workload. His receiving work can go up. I, yeah. I like Clyde Edwards-Lair. He's like one of my favorite and again, picks right now. Yeah. And again, there's not really anybody that's threatening that job. No. So I, he's definitely going to be the guy and he's in a very high powered offense that has a lot of other talent. So they can't stack the box because there's great passing opportunity. And then they can't just, you know, 
play zone back there because you got to watch yeah. out for the run. So it's going to be able to feed off of each other. And again, Chiefs are already looking at being Super Bowl contenders. So yeah. he should be fine. Um, but okay, let's go ahead and jump into uh, 14. Yeah. Who you got at 14? Because I, th- I feel like we're going to, there's a lot of, for me, there was like three or four guys right here that, and again, guys, I I wouldn't really be upset if you kind of re-ranked some of these in a little bit different order because I do find them all, yeah, very close. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a tier around here. But yeah. uh, my 14 is Chris Carson. Okay, who do you? I got Cam Akers. Okay, okay, we'll talk about Chris Carson first because yeah. I got uh I got Chris Carson right behind him, so it's fine. Okay. Oh yeah, Chris Carson. He played 11 games last year in 2020. His 16-game pace, though, would have been 205 rushing attempts, which would have been down 990 rushing yards, 13 rushing touchdowns. Great number. That yep. is a very good number. 67 targets. So that was a significant bump mm-hmm. from previous years. 54 receptions, 417 receiving yards, 259 total touches, 1,407 total yards. Total points would have put him at 246 points in half PPR. That would have been fourth last year. But that's factoring in a lot of guys would have been around there if they played 16 games. Right. And uh, but 15.4 points per game last year was 11th in the league. Weeks one through five, two, he started the season the RB five through that stretch. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind that you know his injuries this past season. You know, it def- just and it, that's it, where it I, and that's why I have him at 14th. You're yeah. not you're just not going to get a full season out of him. You're not going to get a full season out of most running backs. He does right. carry some risk, but yeah. you're in an offense with Russell Wilson. It's going to be efficient. Chris Carson is a great, great running back. He is much improved in the passing game. He's an actual yes. threat in the passing game. He's going to get all the goal line work for this offense. He is their workhorse running back. Rashad Penny, no. still injured. Yeah, and who cares? We saw Travis Homer last year. We saw the other guys. Yep, doesn't matter. Yeah, the th- the thing with Chris Carson for me is he would probably be in my top twelve if there wasn't this injury risk and if to me. this offense almost is kind of pass first. Yeah. So if Russell Wilson's wanting to throw the ball a lot, which is what he really wants to do, then Chris Carson's going to kind of lack a little bit. Unless again, those targets go up, which they very, they could. Yeah. Um, I had Chris Carson on my team last year and I can say that towards the end of the season, it was getting a little frustrating. Um, just because I felt like even though he was having good games, it wasn't games that like I really, really wanted. He finished 36th, 27th, and 30th. Yeah. Um, and week 17 doesn't count. But, but I mean, week 12's on. He gave you double digit points except one week. So, well, two weeks, weeks 15 and 16. Okay. But yeah, but still, it, it was a little frustrating. Um, but it, again, he quietly still was an RB two last year. Also, his efficiency went up a decent amount, up to four point eight three yards per carry last year. Yeah, the dude is just a monster. He's he good. really is. He is I really, don't know. really good. We were we were talking about this last week, but if you guys haven't seen some of those pictures, yeah. coming out coming out of what, what was it? It's kind of funny. Yeah, like last year it was like Austin <laughs> Eckler's picture. This yeah. year it's like Chris, Chris Carson. Carson's picture. Yeah, Chris Carson and Mike Davis, dudes in shape. <laughs> So and yeah, I honestly like my thirteen is Austin Eckler, my fourteen is Chris Carson. Their sixteen game paces, both of them last year, were very very similar. They would have finished about the exact same place. I gave Austin Eckler the little bit of the bump just because I think that receiving work is a little bit more stable, and I do kind of see him as less of a injury risk. I think I think that's really close. You could take it either way, but I just Chris Carson just runs with a running style that. Yeah just begs to get hurt sometimes yeah. like it's awesome to watch but it's a yeah. risky game yeah well and so and then keep in mind that's why i feel like i have chris carson at 15 and i did give cam Akers the bump ahead of him he did play yeah let's uh, talk about cam Akers. he did play 15 games last year um he 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 did not start the season off well <laughs> no <laughs> okay, he we did got, not we got to definitely preface so cam Akers is your 14th I've got Cam Akers at 14. Okay, he's my 17. Okay, that's fine. I think the reason that I like Cam Akers is just pure opportunity. And Hopefully, they're going to, yeah. yeah, they're going to, well, they got rid of Malcolm Brown, who was taking touches away. Mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson's not going to do that. There are some reports that he might be the threat in the passing game. I mean, I've heard mixed reports about this. I would hate that. Yeah. That, that would be the only thing you have to kind of worry about. But when you really look at his 20, 20 season. It's kind of almost a tale of two different seasons, but once he really got the bulk of the work, especially even in the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I didn't factor in any of the playoff stuff into my rankings. 
that he was very good in the playoffs. Yes, he but, was excellent. Yeah. Um, enough to where he basically would have been putting up close to 20 points, you know, a game fantasy wise. So I'm just kind of projecting that forward. I think Cam Akers in this offense, especially with the upgrade to Matthew Stafford, as long as he gets some targets, because I think, what did he have? Like 20 something targets last season in his four game stretch (laughs) that I'm pretty much just projecting out because before that he wasn't really the main guy in that four game stretch. He saw 11 targets. Not good. Well, I don't think he saw that much. He only saw 14 on the season. Exactly. So, so I mean, again, he, his targets need to go up as far, you know, and his receptions. Um, and then he but, does need to get, sorry, what were you going to say? No, you go, you go. Okay. I want to hear everything you have to say about game makers. He does need to get a little bit better in the red zone. Um, he had yeah. five red zone attempts and only took it to the house once. So kind of like Clyde Edwards to layer there. A little bit. He needs to get more, way more efficient in that in that red zone. So we'll kind of have to see if he'll be able to do that this year. Cam Akers is the, I think he's the scariest player for me right now like in to, drafts to rank, this year, and to to look kinda, at and take in a draft because he, I yeah, he has that <laughs> top five ish upside, yes. but he it oh, can yeah. also go south. Like yes. it can go south. In this four game stretch, he saw a ton of touches. He had eighty six rushing attempts. For only 340 yards, it's 3.95 yards to carry. That's not, that's just below average. That could go up a little bit, but yeah, those touchdowns. He had one touchdown in that four game stretch, 11 targets. He needs way more passing work. And mm-hmm. so if you take that four game stretch out to a 16 game pace, that would be 344 rushing attempts. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is a That's like Zeke Elliott, Derrick Henry type. 1,360 rushing yards for four touchdowns. Obviously, those touchdowns should go up. Yep. The target's 44. Could definitely go up. Yeah. But it could also stay right there. Right. 344 receiving yards for 376 total touches. He's not seeing 376 total touches. No. No, No chance. That's a ton. For 1,744 total yards, that seems very high. Like I said, 3.95 yards per carry, that's fine. Last year, if he played 16 games, that would have put him at 212 points. That would have been ninth. Yeah. Some players missed. Some players didn't play 16, obviously. But his points per game would have been 13.25, 17th last year. Yeah. The thing is, is like like you said, the biggest thing here, and, and I definitely agree with you that he could be kind of one or the other. What's, what's weird, guys, is I'm, I have him ranked at 14. I have a feeling he's not going to be at 14. He's either going to be like way in that top 10. Well, once you start factoring in wide receivers and everything, yeah. he's going mid second. Right. But what I'm saying is, is he's either going to be like top 10 or unfortunately he's going to be a back end RB two. Like I kind of like, that's where I'm yeah. unfortunately I feel like it's going to happen. I mean, but he's he, got the he talent. We've be, seen yes. it and he can't, he is a very capable receiving threat. If yes. that gets that bump. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put Daryl Henderson out there, but that is definitely a possibility. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think they will, but again, we'll have to kind of wait and see. We never really know what Sean McVay is kind of cooking up, but I do know that. Yeah, and I mean Stafford is a guy who has throws to the running backs in the past, yep. but he has also not really played on a team with this deep of a skill position talent. Yeah, it's been quite a while, if ever. So, all right, so I talked about thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So I'm at sixteen. Where are you at? I need my fifteenth. Okay, come back go ahead. There. I got Najee Harris okay. at fifteen. He's a rookie, so you got to project everything. And these are my projections for him for this season. I gave him 80% of all the Steelers running backs production last year. That's well below like back in the Le'Veon Bell days when Le'Veon Bell was seeing like Christian McCaffrey level snaps and usage. This is more about the James Conner his first year right? in 2018. That's about what he was seeing. Honestly, I think it was a little bit more than what I'm giving Najee. So I have him down for about 298 rushing attempts. If you project that out of last year, that seems a little high. It does. 1,192 rushing yards. I gave him 4.0, just the average yards per carry. Right. 1,192 yards, 10 touchdowns, 64 targets, 48 receptions for 300 receiving yards, 346 total touches. I think he gets over that 300 total touches mark, but that seems a tiny bit high. Total yards, 1,492. That seems fine. That would have been total points last year, 227th. That would have been 7th at the position. Points per game, though, 14.1. That would have been 14th. So I think just that volume, I'm not Mm -hmm. expecting it to be a super efficient year. You'll see the receiving work in the passing game. 
I'm very confident with Najee Harris. Yeah. And I think that is could be conservative. It's going to be a really bad offensive line, though, and that's the concern. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to bring up is is really for me, for him, and, and the reason he's as low as he is, because honestly, as far as the draft, he went to the arguably one of the better locations. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he went to a location that's also losing its freaking mind as far as this offensive line stuff goes. Yeah. It's looking rough. And you have an aged Big Ben. Yep. You do have a very, very talented wide receiver core who can make plays in short yardage and get deep. So hopefully that can open up. But the thing with me for Najee is it's all going to come down to targets to me. And because I, I don't think that think, 60, he can handle that 64 targets. Yeah, there. I just don't think he's going to be, and it's not him. I just don't think it's going to be very efficient on the ground because of how bad that offense is. Yeah, and that's why is. I went with the conservative yes. mark at 4.0 yards yeah. per carry. So I just don't think he's going to be efficient there. But if he gets a boatload of targets, which he easily could, yeah. I mean, very he's got good. Kalen Balaj and Benny Snell right now behind him. And Anthony McFarland's still there too. So. But again, it, uh, these guys yeah. are, and we saw Benny Sell, not and good. This is going back to like the Le'Veon Bell days, the James Conner that first year. Like they got all the work in there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'll see them. And that's why I think that's yeah. why the 64 target seems perfectly fine for him. Yeah. So I actually have Najee at 16. So just one right behind you. Okay. I definitely agree with you there. Um, I really like the fit in Pittsburgh because one one thing too is, dude, he's going to be beloved by that fan base. Oh yeah, he's going to love playing. Yeah, he's a Pittsburgh. cool. He's a cool dude. He's a great dude. I arguably could be the number one running back. I, yeah, everybody's going back and, and forth with him and Travis. But honestly, the running the rushing could be efficient. This whole offense could take an efficiency dip, but that yeah. ten touchdown mark could go a little bit higher. One, he's going to see all the red zone work in this offense. Yes, and two is they just couldn't run the ball, so yes. they stopped trying. They threw, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think by the end of the year, it was just just throw the ball because we literally have nothing else to yep. do. <laughs> so, and I think that's also why at the end of the season, you know, they were starting to get beat so bad. So I do think Najee Harris is gonna. And I honestly, I'll say this: he has back in RB one upside if yes. the efficiency comes I was, through. I was gonna and say the if, touchdowns and the efficiency comes through. Yeah, I would not RB1. mind if he was my number one running back. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. Because, but again, I mean, I it's feel just, confident with him as my RB two in dynasty for this sure. Year. Yeah. Well, yeah. And definitely in redraft, if he's my RB two, I wouldn't mind that at all. Oh yeah. And then you can kind of even get take him a like little late bit. second, yeah. early third sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So that's my 16. So what, where are you at now? 16 two? Yeah. I need to give out my 16. Go ahead. And I think this is the player that I dove the most into out of this list. It's uh David Montgomery. <laughs> So we're, we're just kind of one behind right now. Okay. So that's my 17. And I'm going to, before you get going, because I, I want to hear all your stuff, I just want to say it, it pains me to put him here. Because I, I want him to be higher. I just hate this offense. I think he's the second <laughs> scariest player for me to draft. <laughs> I just, Besides Cam Akers, like, it's David Montgomery. Yes, because last season. And I have him one spot ahead oh, of Cam Akers. It was so nice to see what he did last year. but Part of it. Yeah, part of it. But go ahead and jump into your stats, and we'll talk about okay, this. Okay, right? so I split it up into two seasons, like yes. you said. Yep. Very two different seasons. Weeks one through nine, nine games, and that was mostly with Nick Foles. He pretty much played all those games, and the first three games were with Tariq Cohen. Barring that, you saw 133, 131 rushing attempts. That's a good mark. 472 yards at 3.6 yards per carry. Not good. No. Two touchdowns. Nope. 41 targets, 30 receptions. That's fine on a nine-game pace. 212 receiving yards. That's not great. For total touches of 161 and total yards of 684. Points per game in that stretch, 10.6. That would have been yeah. 30th at the running back position. Mm-hmm. 95 total points. So his next six-game stretch <laughs> of weeks is- 12 through 17, yep. he saw less rushing attempts, obviously, 116 for more yards, five, 598 yards. Mm-hmm. 5.2 yards per carry. Very Skyrocketed good the yeah. efficiency. <laughs> Eight touchdowns. Yep. 27 targets for 24 receptions. 226 receiving yards. Total touches of 140. Total yards of 824. 23.8 points yeah. per game. Second only to Derrick Henry in that stretch. Yep. For a total points of 143. So he scored almost 50 more points in three less games in that second stretch than that first stretch. Yeah, just something happened with him. I, I mean, Tariq Cohen went down, definitely realized that it, he was I the only guy. I don't think that factored that much into it. He obviously did much better with Mitch. That second stretch was yeah. all with Mitch. 
In that yeah. second stretch, he averaged over 20 touches per game, over 100 yards per game, and over one touchdown per game. Yeah, and it ended up finishing fourth on the season, which is yeah, excellent. It, he won you championships too. Oh yeah, because people was were trading a him. Monster. People were trading him before the trade deadline, and if you were able to snipe him up, then dude, yeah, you you definitely were, were golden. There's a couple major problems. Tree Crawling, I'm not worried about, but they no. did bring in Damian Williams. They drafted yes. Khalil Herbert. They have some other guys back there. He was seeing a ton of the work, but it's Matt Nagy, man. Yeah, because coaching. Yeah, obviously, you give him the the guy the ball in the offense when the offense moves he's really good but i don't think mac nagy i don't think he's going to stick with it i think he's like i think mac nagy is an idiot to be honest i don't like i don't think he's a very good coach and that's why <laughs> i don't know what to do with david montgomery in the fourth round right now i like that price because he does have back in rb1 upside if they stick with that i just don't think they're going to stick with that yeah the thing is is david montgomery is a three down back yeah that literally an excellent running back that until the end of last season just wasn't getting what no. he needed to get. I, and we, we said this after uh, the 2019 season or like coming into 2020. If Matt Nagy just gives him the freaking ball, <laughs> he'll be fine. And we saw at the beginning, that first half of the season, it just wasn't happening. Yeah. He was getting the ball, but there was not an efficiency that was worth talking about. It was awful. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was scheme oriented I don't think that offense had a, like an identity whatsoever. Um, I mean, everybody on that offense yeah. wasn't and doing well. There is the hope just he can, hopefully he can keep that efficiency up. If when yeah. Justin Fields gets in there, help the rushing game, having the mobile quarterback. But yeah, I just. Do you see Justin Fields starting this season? Not week one, no. Yeah, I don't either. It'll be in the first couple of weeks, though. For hopefully, sure. hopefully. But um, yeah, I, I, and you mentioned. Um, because uh, he could very easily go back to his rookie season. And yeah. you have a low end RB two that's just high end as mediocre as it could be. Yeah. Well, and then again, you mentioned Khalil Herbert coming in, who is he's basically a between the tackles running back. Yep. Damian Williams, who's a solid running back. Like he's 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 okay fine. He's just a fine best, running yeah. back. And then you still have Tariq Cohen, who just unfortunately continues to take touches. Yep. So I mean, it yeah, is it, he finished fourth at the position last year, and everyone is terrified of this guy. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, I mean, again, like he finished fourth on the season, and I have him ranked me. I have him ranked at seventeen. Yeah, because I just don't know what to do with him. I want him to be higher because I actually love David Montgomery, but I just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so baffled. And again, it's just the Bears and Matt Nagy. Yep. All right, so you want to jump in with eighteen? Yes, sir. DeAndre Swift for me. I'm actually kind of getting really frustrated. Yeah, he's my 18 too. Oh, oh man, what are you getting frustrated with? We're closer than we thought. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> like wide receivers better be wildly different. I'm sure they will be. Your running backs, there's only so many, man. <laughs> but uh, no, DeAndre Swift. Um, again, for me, sure opportunity. He he's going to be it in that offense. That offense also doesn't have. Yep, that's anything mainly left. what I'm leaning into. Yeah, they don't have much, and I. Buying into the hype that they want to see him much more in the passing game, yeah. line him up out in the slot, he can do that. He's a very light Alvin Kamara style player. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, he only saw twenty plus touches one time last year in thirteen games. Well, he only had one hundred and fourteen attempts on the season, which I do find really low out of these kind of RBTs. Yeah, and he was sharing the workload, and yeah. he's still going to share the workload with Jamal Williams. Yeah, that is true. Jamal Williams does worry me a little bit. Yeah, so last year his 16-game pace, I mean, he played 13, but his 16-game pace, I just I made it because I wanted to make it. Yep. Uh, his rushing attempts would have been 173 yards, 641. 10 touchdowns, which is a decent number for him. Targets, 70 targets. I could legitimately see DeAndre Swift pushing for over 80 targets this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have anybody to pass to. Not anyone and great. Yeah. Besides TJ, and yeah, you have Goff, but uh, that would have been 57 receptions, 439 receiving yards, 230 total touches, which is a good number. Mm -hmm. Could go up a little bit. Total yards only 1,080. Points per game would have put him at 12.125, 23rd. And total points, that would have put him at 196, 12th at the position. I'm willing to buy DeAndre Swift at the right price, but I'm not reaching for it because it can go south. Kind of like Cam Akers. Cam Akers has obviously much more upside than DeAndre Swift, 
Mm-hmm. I think it would. I don't see RB one upside for DeAndre Swift this year. It'd be a little bit higher than this, but I don't think you're going to get. There's a possibility of getting much worse than this either. Yeah, I mean, you know, to to me, you're you're really having to buy in that he's going to be the offense, and you know, TJ is definitely going to get his touches. And again, they've got Amon Ross St. Brown that's coming in as a rookie. They've got Tyrell Williams, right? Yeah, Brashad Perriman. Brashad Perriman. So, I mean, they've, they've got some guys, um, but... That's the best way to put it. Yeah, they they've, have got, some guys. they've got guys. They've got people that are going to play positions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're going to... They they have to run plays. Like, they yeah. got to pass yeah. the ball. They got to run the ball. Like So, I think for me, what, I'm, what I do like about DeAndre Swift, uh, Swift is the fact that it's got to be pure volume right now. It's just a volume play. He's got to get touches. And efficiency. And efficiency. And that receiving work is just, I think, is going to be in part of the league leaders. He's not going to be an Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, but I can see him, yeah, pushing 80-plus. Yeah. I, I agree with you. And Goff played with Gurley, so he yeah. he, he knows how to have an efficient yeah. running back that can catch. So. And, yeah, um, Swift was an efficient runner, too. He 4.57 yards per carry last year. It was a very good mark on a bad team. Yeah, definitely. Um, and this is where he finished last year, yeah. right around the same place. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I honestly, I, th- I really do feel like he's going to finish probably a little bit higher, but it's going to be right around here. Yeah. It's going to be around. It, here. He won't be in, I would be shocked if he's a number one, if he is, congrats. No, That'd be I, awesome. I, I, I can't, but I see can't it see it happening. All. Not in this offense. No. All right. Since that was our 18, how about you jump to 19? Dear boy. Oh, is it? Miles Gaskin. Oh, wow. You actually have him ranked higher than I do. Yeah. Where do you have him? <laughs> I have him at 22. Okay. <laughs> He's a hard one. He's definitely a difficult one. He played to... 10 games last year. Um, His 16-game pace was kind of nuts. Yes, it was. 227 rushing attempts for 934 rushing yards. Eight touchdowns, 75 targets, which is a great, great number. 66 receptions, 621 receiving yards. For a total of 293 touches, yep. 1,555 total yards. Points per game last year, he was 12th at 14.78. And total points last year would have been 230 points fifth overall if he played all 16 games and everything else stayed Again, the projected, same. projected, but yeah. That is all based on volume. Yep. He's a much better running back than I ever thought he was going to be, but he's still not... Uh, incredible, and there's just one person that he's got to compete with, and that is uh, Malcolm Brown, yep. who will get work in his offense. But the Dolphins so far, I think what we've learned is they do want to give one guy the work. And the difference between him with Fitz and Tua last year is really not noticeable at all. Mm-hmm. He gave you the same kind of production, same volume at rushing and receiving. So I'm not worried about that. It's not like he just did all that work with Fitz and then when Tua came in, he nosedived. But this offense is hopefully in a transitional phase where they actually have a... They brought in talent at the wide receiver position. Yeah, Will Fuller. Yeah, Jalen Waddell. Hopefully Tua takes a step. But honestly, that could just mean this offense is more efficient, more scoring opportunities because, yeah, he only scored five touchdowns last year in 10 games. Mm Mm-hmm. So hopefully that could go up, but that could be a place where Malcolm Brown kind of edges him out a little bit. So that's why, obviously, he's not going to finish on the pace he did last year, in my mind. Right. He's going to take a decent step back, but I do like Miles Gaskin. Yeah, so here's here's why, like last season, you know, if you, if you guys watch the podcast or listen to the podcast, I mean, I was raving about this guy. Like, I don't know why people are waiting. Pick him up on the waiver wire because he was a waiver wire pickup, and he was very solid. Well, there, I mean, there are a lot of reasons not to believe in Miles Gaskin. Well, he's he's small. Yeah, he's a tiny little <laughs> he's... guy. He's not like incredibly efficient. It was on the back of volume, and yeah. I, I expect him to see a lot of volume again. But I mean, he was a you know he was the league average at four point one. So I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah, but not great. Exactly. But but again, I I I really do the the reason I I'm surprised I actually have him ranked lower because I do like him more than you do. Um, but the reason I have him ranked at twenty second is. Again, Malcolm Brown coming in makes me very nervous. Malcolm Brown. It doesn't make me very nervous, but he will eat for the touchdowns. It. Is yeah. what I'm thinking. I because Malcolm Brown is definitely going to be a little bit more efficient. I feel like around that goal line, and if he starts taking away those touches, then I'm very concerned. Um, 
However, Miles Gaskins will be a more three down type back than I feel yeah. like Malcolm Brown can be. So, cause he can get the receiving work. Um, he's been very good with his receiving work, but again, sure volume. He's going to be great. They didn't go out and get anybody in the draft either. So I do think he is going to be the guy this year. Yeah. We'll see what happens moving forward. And yeah, I think you, if you, for the most part, you can notice a trend through my rankings and I like volume. Yes. Volume really matters for me. And yeah. that's why Gaskin, I have him here, yeah. which is not super high. It's 19th, but. Well, I mean, and considering to me, you have him four spots ahead of I do, or ahead of me. So, which again, I like him more, which, which is really funny. Um, my nineteen is my other favorite running back coming into last year was J.K. Dobbins. Okay, he's my twenty-one. Yeah, that's fine. He's so another can, guy I really kind of dove into for this. Good, uh, J.K. Um, man, I I really loved what I saw at the end of last season. And I think that's just going to translate into this year. They got rid of Mark Ingram. Um, I think Jake, he w- but he really wasn't there last year. To he, be honest, he wasn't. Especially he when J.K. Dobbins took over, he was a complete non-factor. Yeah, I I agree. But at the same time, like I think he started the season though, and yeah, he, he had a handful. Yeah, he'd get the, like ten or less rushing attempts per game to start the season for the first couple games. But I mean, we we've brought it up in this offense before, talking about other players. Yeah. When you're running back, when you're quarterback. Yeah. When your quarterback is getting as many close to as many rushing attempts as your running backs and Gus Edwards is still going to be very involved in this rushing attack. You have to be incredibly efficient, which yeah. he was last year. Yeah. 5.97 yards per carry. That's not happening again. This is the best rushing offense in the league. That's not happening again. That is absurd. Yeah. So in his stretches, he played 15 games last year, but I'm just taking the weeks 8 through 17, a nine-game stretch, where he was the guy. Mark Ingram was not a factor, so I think this is much more prescribable to what we might see next year. And in that um, nine-week stretch, he saw 109 rushing attempts, 651 yards, like I said, 5.97 yards per carry, which is just bonkers efficient. Mm-hmm. Seven rushing touchdowns, 10 targets, and seven receptions. They say they want to get him more involved in the passing game. It's Yeah, he could get a little bit more involved in the passing game. He's not going to get a lot of receiving work. For a total of 116 total touches, 697 total yards in those nine games, that would have put him at 12.9 points per game, which was 20th in the league. You uh, extrapolate that out to a 16-game pace. 194 rushing attempts is a little low for a guy that you want to be very consistent in using a lot for that 1,157 yards, 12 touchdowns, 18 targets, 12 receptions, 82 receiving yards, just over 206 total touches for the year on his 16-game pace last year. Total yards, 1,239. The problem I have with him is that he's seeing lesser volume. He's going to have to get a lot of those touchdowns, and that efficiency has to stay up there because I don't see the passing work rising to equal it out. J.K. Dobbins is a scary player for me, and I don't think I'm going to touch him in any drafts. No, that's fine. More for me. So I, I do agree with you. Um, one thing that does make me nervous is you have Lamar Jackson, who's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher. Yeah, my problem is I just don't see the upside. What is his ceiling? Oh, his ceiling, year? well, to me, his ceiling is is, is an RB2. like like Mid-RB2. No, I would say high-end RB2 is is where I see him. He has the upside as far as ability goes to be in talent. Oh, he is. That, I'm not a back in RB one. But again, it does need to come down to volume, you know. So, to me though, it, it, it's going to come down to touchdowns as well. Like yeah. he's going to get touchdowns, and you hope. I hope you hope because he did that, have nine touchdowns. Mark Jackson's going to see a ton of touchdowns, and Gus Edwards is also going to be in there. Like you could interchangeably use them at any point on the field. Except- not worried about Gus Edwards. I am. That's fine. You can be. I'm. I'm Gus only Edwards worried. Is very good, man. Great, but he's still the number two. Yeah. So I don't care about Gus Edwards. I'm. I more care about Lamar Jackson, and I'm hoping that at some point they're going to start letting him. Or actually, not should say start, but making him stay in the pocket a little bit more. Why would they do that though? Just because they need to. He needs do to. Do they though? Yeah. They ain't winning Super Bowls with every. They doesn't could. matter. They definitely could. They can go to the playoffs all they want, but they're not winning with the direction that they're still going. As far as in the playoffs. Pretty good. 
think they've lost every every year in the first game. Yeah. I'm just you saying. They can't win every year. <laughs> they haven't won any year. So that's yeah, all I'm saying. Jake, it, Lamar's <laughs> been in the league for two and a half years, essentially. All I'm saying is, is he can't win playoff games, and they, he doesn't need to run that much. I don't want to see an RB or an RG three thing happen to this guy too, you know, where he's now going to be out in three years because he got knocked out, knee all well, we torn got like up. One and, year at RG three. I'm just saying. Anyways, point being, I'm hoping that they're going to let this guy run the ball more, and hopefully Lamar Jackson might be able to actually give him more checkdown work as well. I just nothing in the past like gives me any indication that that's what they can do that that they're going to do that. He'll see. He'll definitely see a bump in the receiving game, but I think like thirty targets is tops, man. Yeah, that's your opinion. That's fine. I think he can be upwards of. Can he handle more than that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Will now, he see it? That's the concern. That's the question. I have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. It's a. It's a fair concern. Um, but I. I definitely still okay, like him. Thirty-five targets for J.K. Dobbins in twenty twenty-one. You taking the over or the under? I'll take the over. Okay, I'll, I would take the under. Okay. Sounds like we're gonna make a bet later. But no worries. 20? Yeah. Okay. Who you got? Josh Jacobs. <laughs> Same. Okay. Wow. Okay. He pretty much, yeah, he played, pretty much played in a full season last year. Finished good, but was maddening to have. Just explosive games and just awful games. games. When they won, he was incredible. When they lost, it was real bad. And now you have the uh, Kenyon Drake problem, so... Last year, Josh Jacobs saw 60% of the rushing attempts, mm-hmm. 51% of the running back targets. He saw 306 total touches last year. I don't think I fully realized that until I was diving into these stats. 306 total touches last year. That is a ton of touches. Yeah, His efficiency went way down. Mm-hmm. And Booker and Rashard, the two other running backs in there, saw only 151 total targets between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Drake, how many? how much... How much? How many total touches do you think, dude? I because he could definitely see that maybe a little bit more by himself. Yeah, just himself. And the other problem is his touchdowns went way up. This offense was weird last year. As just far as far as like a scoring offense, they finished pretty well, right? But it was just gross. Like Josh Jacobs ended up having twelve rushing touchdowns. His receiving work was fine. That's going to be gone. His this offensive line is garbage. Like absolute. Garbage now. He can yeah. get game scripted out of games. That defense is garbage. Well, I think when when I was looking at this too, he averaged fifty one rushing yards down to a nine point two fantasy points on games that they lost. Yeah, it was really like, bad. Wow. <laughs> and what's unfortunate, I don't see it changing to be honest. No. This team's gonna finish last in that division. Yeah. Uh, uh, they finished second last year. I definitely think the Chargers finished second, but I do think that just Derek Carr seems Wait. to like just be completely mediocre. The Raiders didn't finish second. Oh, no, did yeah, it? they finished second in this division last year. Behind the Chiefs? Yeah. The Chargers finished worse than them? Yep. Wow. Anyways, I don't, I disagree I mean, you're there. You're making me double check it, but go ahead, uh, double check it. Good. Because I do not think that that's going to happen this year. I mean, they didn't even really go out and get it. No, yeah, they're definitely not finishing second, but I could no see chance. them finishing better than Denver. Okay, M- toss up between them two for sure then. But this team is not going to be good this year. No, yeah, no, I'm not saying that, dude. Yeah, they finished second. That's eight crazy. and eight. Chargers finished seven and nine. Wow. Well, the Chargers will definitely finish second this division oh, yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. Um, Chargers are like a dark horse Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you. I, uh, when I look at this, I have Josh Jacobs ranked at 20. I will tell you and everybody, I have no plans to draft him this year. It At the right price, I honestly don't mind it because he will see the volume. He will see the goal line work. The receiving work's gone. Hopefully that efficiency can come back up a little bit more. But at the RB20, I mean, you're, you're not expecting greatness out of this player. If There's you can still... get him as like your RB3, that's fine. That's perfectly yeah. fine. I just know there's a few guys that I technically have ranked behind him for some reason that I still wouldn't mind taking. Well, that's the problem. His upside's gone. Yeah. His upside. He just has no upside. That's the problem. Like you're just going to, you're just going to have an okay season out of him. Yeah. And again, a lot of this is game scripting out and I'm worried that if they get game scripted out, will they put in Kenyon Drake 
for the receiving work? Or like, what's that going to look like? Because Kenyon Drake guys is a very capable running back. I don't know why yeah. this dude continues to get hosed. I like Kenyon Drake. At one point he was, but I mean, you have to admit the last times we've seen him. Yeah, he's not been great. great. I mean, but I Jake, like him. Yeah, Drake a 15 lot. games last year, Jacob saw 45 targets. That was 51% of the running back target share of the Las Vegas. God, I always want to say Oakland. I'm, yeah. just, I, I'm just still going to say Oakland. I don't no, care. No, you can't do that. Gotta I'm, say it right. I'm going to. And that number is just, it's going to vanish. Like, that's the fear. It's going to vanish, and if that efficiency doesn't come up, even if he keeps the touchdown total up at 12, which is a very good number, this is what you're going to get. Yeah, it's going to be a junk season. Um, while we're at it, since we always talk about Matt Nagy, we should also oh, John say, Gruden. say how much we hate John Gruden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just I think the, they still owe $60 million. Just, it was a very dumb decision. Six years left on that. Should have just stayed on Fox or whatever he was doing with his ESPN. stupid... Oh, he was incredible. I, I, I wish he was back in the booth so bad. I love John Gruden on Monday well, Night Football. He also did like that Gruden's quarterback camp or whatever. Yeah, I, they would I always, like show that stuff before I always Monday liked, Night Games. I always liked that crap too. It was fun. All right, where are we at? So, because I've got Josh Jacobs at 20 as well. So, yep. 21. That was J.K. Dobbins for me. Okay, cool. I've got David Johnson. At 21? Yep. He did not make my list. That's fine. And I like David Johnson. I love where he's going in drafts. Mm-hmm. You can get him like 7th, 8th, ninth round, depending. 7-11 right now. Yeah, and the reason he didn't make this list for me is that offense. Yeah. And there's the upside's gone. He's not going to finish what he did last year which was average. He was good last year, especially coming off the last time we saw him. He's still a very good receiving threat, but that his rushing is just not like, kind of like Kenya Drake. It kind of like disappeared. Um, scoring opportunities in this offense are going to be almost non-existent. I feel like at times, and there is the threat of Philip Lindsay eating into it. I think David Johnson's definitely going to be the one, but he's not going to see the dominant work share like he did last year. Yeah, um, you know, when you look at these snap percentages, 95, 96, 78, 78, 79, you know, 80, 96, 90, 98, you're right. I mean, on the weeks where he was very, very good and efficient, he was seeing at least 80% or higher. Philip Lindsay, unfortunately, will eat into some of that. He finished 19th on the season last year. I think where I have him ranked isn't bad, but again, it's a volume. I mean, he's like, if he'd probably be like 25 for me. He just yeah. made the cut. He, he just missed the cut for I'm me. I'm playing but. volume play, and I'm playing again on the basis of this team has nothing else. They don't. And so they're going to have to run the ball. Yeah. They have to. And I do think that they're going to split it with Philip Lindsay. But if he can just at least stay, I mean, I mean, the passing 7, work is 100% secured. Yeah. He's the guy there. He's yeah. still a very, very elite pass catcher. Yeah. But if he, I mean, 4.7 yards per attempt, if he can keep that right around there and at least see. He averaged 4.7 yards per carry last year. That's what I have him. 4.7. That is, jeez. So, I mean, if he can, wow, if he can do that again, and then, honestly, if he can, I don't know, get 160 attempts or so, Yeah, I think he'll be fine. He could see still, a little bit more than that. Target, though, you're going to want to, you're going to have to have him at like 70, man, to make up for how bad this offense is going to be. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. I think you only had, what, 46 on the season? Yeah, in 12 games. And I've done so much math today, I don't feel like doing that math. No, you're fine. No, That's definitely below the 70-yard target pace. Yeah. And then, you know, again, his touchdowns, I mean, he only had 10 total. Uh, Well, eight rushing, two No, six rushing, two receiving. Oh, well, I need to get my eyes checked. Yeah, yeah. I got LASIK, so. Yeah, good for you, man. I can't afford that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, I I think he I think he could still be fine, and I th- again, it's just gonna be a volume play. He's still I still like David Johnson. Oh, I, I still David think he's Johnson. a powerful runner. He's one of my favorite running backs of all time. Yeah, he does look like whenever he does run, sometimes outside the tackles, it looks like he's lost a little bit of a step. Oh, hundred percent, he lost <laughs> but, a step. But he's still really good, and again, this offense isn't gonna have anything else. The only thing I'm worried about is who's going to be the quarterback. It's going to be Tyrod for a decent bit there, man. Okay. So, I mean, if it's going to be Tyrod, then it's not the worst thing. That's pretty bad, man. Well, I'm not. It's definitely going to be worse for the wide receivers, but it's not great. 
I, I still don't mind it. I mean, I really wish it was Deshaun, but I don't even think he's going to be able to play this year. No, 100% not. But, again, that's In the all. off chance Deshaun Watson somehow does play this season, plays all these games, David Johnson would definitely crack my top 24. 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right, who you got at 22? 22. I'd be surprised if he made your list. I'm all in. Okay. It's Travis Etienne. Yeah, he's not on my list. Okay. Like I did with Najee. I did some projecting. I'm not, this is not like my forte. I like digging through. I don't like making up my own stats. I like digging through the old stats. But, yeah. um, so I think I went pretty conservative here too with okay. my projections. I gave him 45% of the rushing attempts last year in Jacksonville, which don't he could it. definitely see more than that at some point. We'll see. Go ahead. Continue. You don't think he's going to get at least 45% of the rushing attempts in this offense? Nope. You're thinking that it's almost going to be a full split between him and James Robinson? 100%, yeah. No. Okay, continue. Dude, they drafted him. I agree, but they're playing him at wide receiver. They're not. Okay. Um, continue. Gave him at 4.5 yards per carry. He's a very, very efficient running back. That's not mm-hmm. that, that's around where James Robinson was last year. I think that's yeah, a decent that's number. Gave him 65% of the running back targets at the, at, for the Jacksonville I will Jaguars give you that, last year. And that could be higher. Yeah. Gave him 10 yards per completion, which is good for running back. He can definitely do that. He's elite in that. And 85% completion percentage at the running back position, just around where James Robinson was last year. So that turns into 151 rushing attempts, 682 rushing yards, six touchdowns, which is about half of what James Robinson got last year, 72 targets, which could go up, 61 receptions, 610 receiving yards for 212 total touches, 1,292 total yards. That would have put him at 12.25 points per game, 24th at the position. And, um, I mean, that was a 16-game pace. would have been 196 points, 12th at the position. He does have upside to completely take over this backfield, man. Here's where I just disagree. And, again, it could be just the fact that it's an Urban Meyer thing. That still leaves, like, almost 200 rushing attempts for James Robinson in this offense. Okay. So, James Robinson saw... 240 rushing attempts last season. Yeah. For 1,000 yards, which was insane. He had seven rushing touchdowns, only fumbled the ball three times. On top of that, he also saw 60 targets, 49 receptions for 344 yards and three touchdowns. 4.5 yards per carry. He was a sufficient. The yeah. thing that bugs me is the fact that I don't know why they drafted Travis I don't know Etienne why either, but they did, and I'm all in, man. <laughs> That's fine. His offense, I just don't his see ability, it. him with Trevor Lawrence the absolute deadly receiving weapon he is. And I think these are conservative measures. 45%. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I definitely think at, by the end of the season, he could have a 55, 60% running back share in this offense. I mean, of the rushing attempts. Oh, that would be crazy. But he it, is incredible. He man. is. But so is James Robinson. I'm actually no, James giving, Robinson is he's good, very good. Not incredible. He's, not, but he's good. Extremely talented. It bugs me when I see good running backs. No, yeah, I agree with you. I don't know why they took him. I would not have took him if I was a Jacksonville Jaguars, but they did, and I like I like Travis. I think they took him to play him in the slot at wide receiver. That would make sense. It wouldn't. That's what they've been doing all uh, OTA. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, yeah, he he's going to line up there (laughs) sometimes, but he's not going to be their full time slot wide receiver. Uh, Honestly, if he was, (laughs) yeah, but he needs going to wide receiver rankings. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I definitely see the argument for Travis Etienne. I like he Travis Etienne. He has mid RB2 upside. I will say that, but I, he's still outside my, my RB2s. Okay. So he's, you didn't rank him? He's not ranked. Okay. Right now, if he was ranked, I mean, he would probably be one or two outside. So he'd be, he would be 25 or 26. Yeah. So he wouldn't be, you, he wouldn't can be you far. pull up his ADP for me? Cause I believe he's like usually sixth round. Who? Travis Etienne. I don't think I'll be able to because he's not on this. But I'll see if I can find it. The um, there was another rookie running back I didn't rank. I probably a hundred percent sure you didn't rank Javante Williams. No, I didn't. He's a guy I was heavily considering, maybe, but it's hard because you have to listen to a lot of the beat reporters last night, right now, which is a dangerous, dangerous game. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he could very easily just be the workhorse guy from week one. And the problem with him is I love where he's going in drafts right now because that is a possibility. But if this hype keeps building, his draft price is going to be really, really high. And I could see it getting above Travis Etienne. Still looking? 
Yeah, because this doesn't make sense. What's it say? Well, it says overall and PPR 104. So, what's that? That's I'm not like 10th round. That doesn't make sense, yeah. So I'm not doing them. It wouldn't be 10th round. I think it'd be 9th. Oh, you're playing 12 team leagues, feet, yeah. Two, so be like back eight, early nine. Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. Well, usually but, I see him around that six round range. Yeah. Anyways, doesn't matter. Usually um, like two picks ahead of James Robinson. Well, I can tell like, you James Robinson's going at six eleven, so we'll just say okay. six yeah. nine. So somewhere around there. That works. Um it just depends. It depends what my running backs look like if I'm going to take James Robinson or Travis Etienne, because I think James Robinson is going to start the season. He's going to start the season good, but I, I, I can see Travis Etienne kind of taking over at the end. So it's just going to kind of depend on your construction, but okay. All right. Where are we at? 22. That was my 22. Cool. Mine was miles Gaskin. So we can move 23. Okay. You can go. Uh, Mike Davis. He's my 24. Okay. I've honestly kind of soured on him a little bit. I like him at 24, but like we talked about with some of these other players, kind of like Josh Jacobs, like David Johnson, there's no upside. Yeah, I think you're really gonna, no what you upside. see is what you're going to get with him. And the more I think about it, he's kind of reminding me a little bit of Jordan Howard last year. When we kept, everyone just kept saying he was such <laughs> a good value For in Miami. drafts, where he was going. Yep. He's going to be the only guy. He's going to yep. get the red zone work. That lasted about two weeks into the season. Yep. Because he was getting two carries a game for two touchdowns yeah. or one carry a game for one touchdown. Like, yeah. that's the only way they use him. He's Mike Davis will see the volume in this offense. He will see yeah. the volume. But he's on a new team. Offense should be worse than last year. I mean, you lose Julio Jones. We've seen the evidence in the past. When they lose yeah. Julio Jones, it's a bad offense. Yeah. Davis, last year, you look at it, he had some really bad stretches, man. Mm-hmm. He started off real hot. Ended kind of good, but in the middle time, there were some really bad stretches, and he was inconsistent, man. Yeah, I mean, his consistency Not really ranking. efficient. Like, you think he was efficient last year when you watched the games. He had some really nice runs, but he really wasn't that efficient of a running back last year. Yeah, his consistency ranking was a C. So, yeah. I mean, definitely, it's passing, but it's not, it's not great. Yeah. The thing with Mike Davis is, again, we're banking on the fact that he's going to have all the volume there. It, he will rushing attempt, but he also saw 70 targets last year. I Which don't think insane. he sees that again. No chance. I don't think he's going to see that either. I think I'm thinking 50. 50. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. 50, around 50 is more normal for him. Um, I know that we did a video <laughs> regarding Atlanta, and so we had some uh, Atlanta fans not really happy with our take, so we apologize. But I don't. Um, I don't think Atlanta is going to have a Just be a little bit season. more self-aware. <laughs> yeah, know, like, yeah. I mean... You can't argue with the fact that your team is really, really not great. You got some new coaching. Yes, you got Kyle Pitts in the draft. But the fact that your team was terrible last year, and then you couldn't afford to pay anybody. I mean, like that's their passing my offense mind. as far as fantasy-wise is going to be fine. Kyle yeah. Ridley is going to get his points. Kyle Pitts should get his points. I'm still iffy on if he's going to be this transcendent breakout player year one from the gate. Right, definitely year two, though. Yeah, Russell Gage, I like a lot in drafts. You can get him with your last pick, and he has, like, low-end wide receiver two upside. Might Matt Ryan could take a hit, but this rushing game is going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to be inefficient like it has been for the past few years. The only reason Todd Gurley had any sort of semblance last year to be started in fantasy rosters and why he had that little stretch was because of his touchdowns. Right. He scored a lot of touchdowns. Right. Well, and so on top of that, like, this offensive line is still not the greatest. They they tried to do some stuff in the draft, but it was late. Wasn't even early draft picks to get some some help there. Um, I do like Mike Davis. The reason I would take a shot on Mike Davis is it's because of how round. late he's going in drafts. Round. If you miss out on some running backs early, yep. you can try and salvage it there. But like for instance, Todd Gurley last year in the first nine weeks, he had nine touchdowns. Yep, You're not, he, he, they're not. Yeah, but on how many touches? Not a lot. Yeah, I mean a decent amount to be honest. Because the second half of the season, he was just gone. He yeah. was gone. Well, it's Efficiency, really bad. 3.48 yards per carry. Well, I mean, you look at Mike Davis, his efficiency was 3.9. No, yeah. So, not honestly, not much better. No. So, it, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I wouldn't mind taking a shot on him in, in the sixth round. Yeah, it's just it's because he's going as late but as he But he is. won't. He, there's no chance he's finishing an RB1. No chance. No, 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 no. No, no chance. The no. chance of him finishing an RB3 or a flex is greater than him finishing at an RB1. Yeah. 
his his upside is probably about running back twenty two, and I have him at twenty four. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's right around where we're yeah, ranking for sure. <laughs> where do you have him? Twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. so right around there. All right. So, and you said he's your twenty four, right? Four, yeah. So who's your twenty three? Last one to rank twenty three. Last guy I got to talk about. Miles Sanders. Cool. So I got twenty four. Our rankings actually weren't as off as we thought. That sucks. Yeah, that was a little disappointing. Usually our rankings are all over the place. <laughs> we had real the big stretches, Jonathan Taylor and yeah. um, I guess Cam Akers was like a four swing. Yeah. Four round. Um, no, we had uh, JK too. But I had JK at 21. You had him at 19. So, nah, it's not terrible, I guess. Yeah, it's really Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers. Yeah. Oh, well. Miles Sanders. Played 12 games last year, 16-game pace, 218 rushing attempts, 1,156 rushing yards, 8 rushing touchdowns, 8 total touchdowns, 69 targets, 37 receptions, 263 yards, for 255 total touches, 1,419 total yards. Points per game, he would have been at 19th with 13 points per game. We've seen the best of Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. We really, really have. Mm -hmm. It was bad with Carson Wentz. It really didn't get better with Jalen Hurts. Little bit, but not not much. Hopefully, better. they have some semblance of a receiving core now with Devontae Smith. They just drafted Dallas Goddard is a good tight end. Should be see a lot of work. Yep. Maybe Jalen Rager could do something, but they brought in running back competition because they don't believe in Miles Sanders anymore, and that's what I believe. I believe they don't believe in Miles Sanders to be their workhorse running back. They got Kenneth Gainwell in the draft, who is a probably you could argue the best receiving running back in this draft class. Mm-hmm which was something Miles Sanders kind of held on to for a while as the receiving, like he's a very good in the receiving game. I think Kenneth Gainwell day one could be better than him in that department. They bring in carry on Johnson, super cheap, super late. I mean, just they gave up nothing for him. They just signed him off the waivers. He'll be in the back in the pecking order, but I think all those combination, I'm not projecting a lot of good things for this offense really besides Jalen right. hurts. Right. I think the scoring is going to be about the same. I think he's going to finish about the, the same, same, if not worse, because he's other competition. Yeah, I, I actually like where I have him currently just because of the fact that I think he can finish here. Um, I don't think he would finish much higher than wh- where I have him ranked. No, his upside is... His RB1 upside's gone. And yeah. people, oh, once yeah. again... Hunter, yeah. If you don't remember, people, people were talking early him second, up. Oh early mid to second round last year. <laughs> they were... Miles Sanders this and Miles Sanders, and we were both like, no, I didn't draft him last year. I'm very happy I did not I've, draft him. I don't last think year. I I think his rookie year I took him on a redraft league and I dropped him after like the first couple of games and missed like his little spurt as a rookie. Yeah, that everybody went crazy about yeah. for the next year. But I, this year again, I don't think I'm gonna be drafting much of Miles Sanders. I agree with you. Where is he going? Because I can't honestly I don't even look at him in mock drafts. I could not tell no. you. I would guess Early fourth round. Early fourth round. 403. Okay. I would not take him at 403. No. I'll take a shot on him if he drops no. to like the fifth yeah, or sixth. Yeah, just name maybe. some of the wide receivers in the fourth round for me. I don't have him up, but you want no. me to go find him real quick? I mean, I, I know some of them. You got like Julio Jones, like Adam Thielen. You have great, great wide receivers in the round. But when you hear the list, I think DJ Moore is going there. Yeah, give me a second. We'll talk about it. This is why you always do... Tier based drafting. This is half point. Yeah. All right. So Mike Evans. Rather have Mike Evans. Julio Jones is going in 403. Mari Cooper, Chris Godwin, CD Lamb. Quarterback throwing in there. You got Lamar, Kyler, and Josh Allen, technically. I would take all three of those quarterbacks (laughs) before I took Miles Sanders in the fourth round. Yep. 100%. And then people even going behind him, like way behind. So you have Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Miles Gaskins. Uh, Mark Andrews. Take all these guys. Oh, Travis Etienne's going 503, by the way. Ooh, I just found that out ooh. officially. He's kind of going up there a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would take all those guys above him right now, too. I just don't I don't have a ton of really nice things to say other than the fact that he is a very good pass catcher and he can see a lot but of he passing He might not work. be the best pass catching running back on the team anymore. Not, well, with Kenneth Gainwell in there, yeah. And honestly, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden um, 
carry on Johnson starts seeing more. We more talked touches. about that. I don't think he's just going to like take over and he is the dominant rushing right. attempts, but he could eat into that and eat into the red zone work. Let's just look at it this way. If Miles Sanders gets hurt for whatever reason, I think carry on Johnson can step in and still be very efficient there. He got a bad rep in Detroit. I don't think it's carry on's fault. Also, I kind of think that's more Detroit's fault. I just like carry on Johnson a lot. I do shout too. out. He's a good Twitter follow. If you want to follow anyone on Twitter. Yeah. He's he pretty is. funny. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah. Shout out, carry on. We got you, buddy. So come on the podcast, bro. <laughs> yeah. Come hit us up. Yeah. We can chat. Okay. Uh, uh, is there any guys that missed your list that? Yes. You I've got, talk I've about? got two and I'm okay. sure you probably want to talk about one or both and maybe some other ones. First one, Damian Harris. Damian Harris can easily slide into this he's number two. Late, oh, he could definitely be easily. an RB2. Easily, easily, easily. He's probably right outside of my RB2 range just because, again... I like. I love where he's going on drafts. Yes. But he's another guy who could really start rising the closer yes. we get to the season. He needs, I don't though, think I've heard one piece of news out of pretty much the Patriots all offseason that isn't about Damian Harris is the clear RB1 in his offense. Right. Leagues ahead of everyone else. Yeah. The thing with Damien is he needs touchdowns. Yeah. This dude, unfortunately, with and passing Newton, work, but we know he's work. not going to get the passing work. So at least no. give us the touchdowns. So give us some touchdowns. <laughs> he had five, uh, three, three attempts inside the five zone. None of them converted. So that is very upsetting. Um, but dude, he was so efficient. Five yards per attempt. Oh, you saw it in a ton I mean, of games. Like, especially that Rams great. game was very, very impressive. However, he saw seven targets on the season. Yeah. I mean, that's just not acceptable. Um, I think he can two, catch though, the ball. He's not like a world beater out there, but he is capable in that department. Yeah. And I, and I think they're done with Sony Michelle. Oh, do you think he's going to get cut? I wouldn't I be surprised. I wouldn't I be surprised. They brought James white back. They drafted Ramondre Stevenson. They let Rex Burkhead go. I don't know why he should, why they would want him to stick around. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut. His this time's year. up. We all know he's not the guy that we thought he was his rookie season. Right. So, but yeah, just throwing Damian Harris out there, he is going to be a late round guy that could easily sneak into this RB two. But he uh, could also easily move into the fifth round of drafts by the yeah. time season starts, and that's when it starts getting really dicey. Yep. And that's when I'd be out. Yep. Yeah, you got it. Cost guys, got to pay attention to cost. What's his risk aversion? I don't have that up. What? He's going the seventh round right now, though. Which I like. I yeah. like that. Seven, back in seven, seven eleven. Yeah, I mean, we you already we talked about David Johnson, and uh, I kind of brought up um, Javante Williams, who I'm kind of. I already liked his draft position. I love the talent, and it is really hard right now not to buy into all the beat reporters because they are just kind of like the Damian Harris stuff. All you hear about is Javante Williams, how good he looks, and that some of them are predicting he's the day one workhorse starting running back in here, which is definitely a possibility. Like I talked up uh, with Travis Etienne that he could very easily take over this running back um, role that's the main dominant one in Denver by the mm-hmm. end of the season. Mm-hmm. I still don't think it's just he's just going to come out of the gates week one, and that's going to be his job. But he, when he does get in there, he's going to be very efficient. He is a capable pass catcher. He gets the volume. He'll be great around the uh, red zone. Next year, Devontae Williams might be a guy we have going early second round. Yeah, I mean, I drafted him in uh, Dynasty. Yeah. Because I, I love the talent. But I don't like it for this year with Melvin Gordon there. But Melvin Gordon. I like it at year. the price he's at now. So That keeps going up, though. I'm going to get real nervous because right. it's just risk aversion. And then the last guy I guess I'll bring up is another rookie running back who I drafted yeah. in our dynasty draft, Michael Carter. That's and it's just it's really just the opportunity that's there. It's going to be a bad team, but you can see a lot of volume. He is yep. very talented. He's a capable pass catcher. And right mm-hmm. now, I think he's going like mid ninth round. Yeah, he's going really late as well. Yeah, no, I like I like Michael Carter a lot. Yeah, and the the um he's going guess not yeah I guess not hype tra- I wouldn't call it hype train but the noise coming out of the Jets camp about Michael Carter is very very positive it is very positive and keep in mind I mean there's new coaching staff they're trying to rebuild that team I also kind of like him coming in with you know Zach Wilson as well who is kind of can be a mobile quarterback 
I think they're going to be able to play off each other really well. well. I just like the idea of rookie quarterback, rookie running back, rookie wide receiver, Elijah Moore, just kind of three-headed monster. Yeah, the trio take over just team. stick together. Yeah, just <laughs> just going to be us three against the world. Yeah, that'd be cool. I have Elijah Moore, so I'll take that. Um, but yes, Michael Carter, nine, ninth round right now, and most likely will be the week one starter. Mm-hmm. So, and he, I don't think his. Even if the hype keeps coming, his, his, obviously his ADP could rise, but I don't think he could get anywhere close to like a Javante Williams, Travis Etienne, Damian Harris, just because of that offensive situation that people are yeah. going to be put off. They're going to be hands off because it's yeah. the Jets. I won't be hands off. I'm targeting Michael Carter. I get him in a, a lot, lot of drafts. In mock drafts. I get him in a lot yes. of mock drafts. I'm really, really pushing to, to grab Michael Carter in a lot of these redrafts in this round. I usually get two out of this three Javante Williams, Damian Harris, and Michael Carter. I usually always end up with at least two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because again, Michael Carter could see the field the whole season. So that's crazy. Um, that was the only other guy I wanted to chat about as well. So that worked out. Um, anything else you want to add? No, just get ready for wide receivers. Yeah, we you got better wide be receivers. different than me. Well, that's fine. We definitely will. We're always different with wide receivers. So next week we got wide receivers. Uh, we'll start with our ones, then we'll do our twos. Um, let us know. What did you guys think of our, our RB2s this week? Uh, they were a little bit more close. Like they were closer than we anticipated. Yeah. Um, but who would you take? You like Michael Carter and Damian Harris where they're going. You guys take them as well. Uh, if they wanted to let us know, James, where could they find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcast, the Fancy Monsters, the Fancy Monsters Podcast, uh, the website, fancymonsters.com. Yeah, check it out, guys. we got a store up there. Again, with some T-shirts, some hoodies, we got coffee mugs and stuff like that. Definitely go check it out. We would love the support. We always thank all of you guys and all of our listeners for uh, supporting us. Um, but thanks again for listening to the Fantasy Monsters, and we'll catch you all next week. Have a good one. Never forgotten, creeping in the dark, waiting for.